0: First reading is from the book of Luke, and it's chapter 11, starting at verse 2 and going to verse 4. It's on page 1042. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. And the next reading is Psalm 32, which is found on page 560. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silence, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped, as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Wonderful. My name's Stephen. I'm the youth minister here at Rich Painting Church. Happy to see you all this
1: morning. Um, and I have an issue. Whenever I see a reflective surface, like a mirror or a car window, I just have to stop. Like, I have to stop and stare at myself. and Check I'm looking good. Check the hair's all in place. Check the converses are good. And then I can walk on. But, but like, literally, one minute later, car window on the right, I'm there again checking myself out, oh yeah, Stephen, you're looking fine today, walking on, and next window, and on, and on, and on it goes. It's surprising I get anywhere. Um, now, like, let's be honest, we're wrong friends here. Who else has this same mirror issue? Hands up. Oh, come on, there's more of us than that. Well, hands up. Thanks very much for joining in with me. Because um, mirrors, they show us just what we're like, don't they? Um, And this next part of the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins, is kind of like a spiritual mirror that shows us just what we're like. And a little warning, because some of us here today are not going to like what we see. We're not going to enjoy being shown what we look like, warts, blemishes, spots and all. But my prayer and my hope is that as we look at this together, we'll look into this mirror, will be freedom for us all. So let's pray. Father, as we look at, uh, at this part of the Lord's Prayer, would you help us to understand it, Father? Would you show us exactly what we're like? Would you show us what we need? And would that lead us to freedom, we pray? Amen. So as we look at this mirror, um, th- like, the key to getting better is knowing you've got a problem. Like, if, if my bone was sticking out my elbow, blood gushing everywhere, like, like, like it would be stupid of me to walk around going, I'm fine. I will carry on moving heavy boxes, wrestling my brother, playing the guitar ferociously. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, the key to getting better is knowing you've got a problem. And as we say, forgive us our sins, we are basically saying to God, God, I've got a problem. And that problem is sin. Our problem is that we are great sinners. We're great sinners. And sin is basically saying, I want to live my way instead of God's way. It's a personal attack on God. Psalm 51 says, "Um, against you, God, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So sin is evil. And it's like a slap in the face of God. Way back in Demetria Manor, where where I live, it's not really a manor; it's a house, but uh, back in about 12 years ago, we had a box of chocolate a box of Galaxy chocolates, 48 of them in total, on the top shelf in the spare room, bought from Costco. And so every couple of days, I'd sneak in, hand up to the top shelf, grab one, munch it down, then bury the evidence. And on and on this would go, munching chocolates, until my dad found out. See, when he found out, the look on his face, I will never forget. Because I wasn't just taking chocolate from him. No, he trusted me and I broke his trust. And not only that, but my dad is Greek Cypriot and Greeks live to feed people. Like they love feeding people. Like we go home and there's barbecue home smoked ribs, chunky chips, homemade coleslaw waiting for us. Like my dad lives to be jealous with food. And here I was sneaking food behind his back. See, taking those galaxies was a direct and personal attack on my dad and on his character. And that's what sin's like. Sin is a direct and personal attack on not my dad, but on the creator of the universe. We are great sinners, and this is so deadly serious. Ezekiel 18 says, The one who sins is the one who dies. Romans 6 says, The wages, the payment of sin, is always death. Sin leads to death. Sin leads to destruction. Sin is that most deadly and vile disease that we all have inside us. And it will kill us if we do nothing about it. So as we look at this mirror, we see that we are great sinners. And I wonder... Do you know that about yourself? Because if we don't, I don't think we understand Christianity at all. 1 John 1 would say this, um, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not within us. Uh, 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 Martin Lloyd-Jones, great preacher man, he says this, The man who does not know the blackness of his own heart is a man who is not examining himself truly. The greater the saint, the greater the sense of sin and awareness of sin. So just take a moment. Have a look inside yourself if you can. Look at your own heart. Do you see how dark it is? We are great sinners. But this morning, let that news free you. Let that news liberate you. Um, Because number one, God knows what you're like. God knows that we are great sinners. God knows how vile we are. God knows how disgusting we are. God knows us. So when that hurtful word slips out of your mouth, when we turn the computer off after looking at a piece of filth, or when we've lost it with our friend, our brother, or our kid for no reason, don't hide from God. Run to Him. He knows exactly what you're like. He knows how messed up we all are. Run to Him. Look at David in Psalm 32 verse 5. David said, um, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not up my iniquity. Like in the flow of the psalm, you feel the sense of relief as he gets it off his chest. Run to God. Don't hide from him. Feel that relief. Don't be weighed down by your sin. Um, one writer said that confession is the vomit of the soul. I love this quote because I love throwing up. Uh, that, that's, that's probably an overshare for Sunday morning. I'm very sorry. But like, I love throwing up because, because um, like when you throw up, like throwing up is a body's way of getting rid of poison that's inside you, isn't it? Like, it's the body's way of getting rid of stuff that's killing you, getting it out. And so after throwing up, as you look at that sweet corn bog that's come out of you, like, you feel so, so, so much better. Sorry. Um, And that's what saying sorry to God is like. It's like getting rid of the poison, sin inside, and feeling so much better. So, um, as part of your regular prayer times in your homes, build in time to say sorry. Maybe every night, like, think through together the day. Have a look at where you've lived your way and not God's way. Name those things to God and say sorry for them. We are great sinners. And God knows what we're like. But also, we know what you're like. We're going to watch a clip from Megamind in a minute. Now, Megamind is an awesome superhero movie. Like, cartoons and superheroes combined together, my two cinematic loves. Here he is, Megamind. Uh, uh, And he is an evil supervillain, right? He's just taken over Metro City. Look at that, look at that tag, beautiful. Um, uh, uh, And, like, he falls in love with the reporter. Ah. Now, uh, uh, but on dates, Megamind can't go as himself. Like, she'd be disgusted by his massive blue head. So instead, he puts on a disguise. Bernard. So we're going to see what happens in a minute. Stuart's going to get the clip ready for us. And word of warning for you all, the clip contains a kiss. So we'll watch this clip now. Wonderful, thanks Stuart. (laughs) Um, When they finally see who it is, they are repulsed by him. And built into the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins, is an acknowledgement that the Christian sitting next to you is a great sinner. Like, you can look at them if you want, like there's no secrets here at church, the person sitting next to you is a great sinner. That means that you know exactly what I'm like. What am I? Yeah, we can try it again. What am I? Yeah, I'm a great sinner. Like, you know, that underneath this complexion, I have a big blue giant head and I'm ugly. But it also means that I know what you're like too. You're great sinners too. Uh, Even the staff. David, Tim, Matt, Jenny, Daniel, and even Phil Moon the vicar. Like, we are great sinners. We're not perfect. We're not even good. We're not even close to good. We're great sinners. So, we haven't got to pretend that we're perfect at church. Or or only come we feel perfect. We know you're not, so you can relax. Like, Don't use sin as an excuse not to be here at church. Not to serve here at church. Church is for great sinners. Megamind, he thought that Roxanne can never know what I'm truly like, because then she'll hate me. It is not like that here at BH. At BH, it is okay to not be okay. You're safe. So please don't hide from us because of your sin. We know we're all great sinners. And that means that you can be brutally honest with people in church and show them who you are. So are there people here in this church who know exactly what you're like? Who know the darkness inside you? Now, I'm really grateful to have friends who know exactly what I'm like. Uh, And these friends, they meet up with me, they ask me how the battles against sin are going, and they pray for me. If you don't have that, go and get it today. Phone someone up, ask someone after the service, say, can we meet up and be honest about sin? That's one of the best things you can do. Have you got friends, parents, brothers, sisters who know you? So, forgive us our sins is like looking at a mirror. And seeing that big blue megamind head staring back at us. Because firstly, we're great sinners. And we're going to see some more in a bit. And so far we've seen that we are great sinners. And we're going to have a look more into this mirror and see what else we find out. But, but first, when, when you've got an issue, like when you've got a problem, you, go, you need to know you've got a problem. But then you need to go to the person who can help you, don't you? So we're going to play a game, a medical test. So I'm going to name some conditions and then give you three options of where you can go to. Uh, and then we'll do a vote-a- vote-a-thon to see where we're going to go to and see if we get it right. It'll be great. Now, if you're sitting near a, a trained medical professional, ignore them. Like, like they, they, like, they may get it wrong. Wink, wink, guys out there, help me out here. Brilliant. Um, so, are you ready? Here we go. Our first one. Medial tibial stress syndrome. Would you, A, go to an aesthetician, a dietitian, or a physician? So, votes for A, hands up. There's three in the crowd. Votes for B, no one. C? Yeah, nice. nice. Um, yes, C's right. This is uh, shin splints for you, so you might go to a physio to get sorted out, maybe, um, or you might just leave it. Who knows? Number ne- Next one. This is a great one. Sphenopalatine palatine ganglioneralgia. I think that's how you say it. Um, here are the options. Go to an osteopath, do nothing, or go to a toilet. So, hands up for A. There we go, got a few. B? Nice. C? there's a few of you out there. Um, Actually, that's brain freeze. So you do nothing. Time will warm your brain up. There you go. You've learned something new today, a new word. And next, last one. A a synchronous diaphragmatic flutter. Would you go to the fish aisle at Tesco's, go to the dentist, or find a friend? Hands up for A. That's Tesco's, only that there. (laughs) Hands up for B, the dentist. Or C, find a friend. Yeah, it, it, it's hiccups. You might find a friend to scare you. into. There you go. Well done. You, you passed those test well. Um, so, like, you go to someone who can help you with your problem, don't you? Uh, and as we read, forgive us our sins, we realize, or we go to, the only one who can help us with our sin problem. Because there's only one person who can help us. Uh, Luke, Luke 5, the Pharisees say who it is. They say, who can forgive sins but God alone? We go to God. As we say, forgive us our sins, we are saying to God, God, I've got a big problem and only you can help me. And as we've said, God Almighty knows exactly what we're like and so only He knows just what we need. If we are great sinners, then we need a great Savior. And... There's a little clue for you. Who do you think the saviour could be? That's a chance to shout. Who do you think it could be? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, it's Jesus. Jesus. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be that saviour, to be the answer to our sin and problems. Sin is that disgusting, vile disease inside all of us that is slowly killing us. Well, Jesus took that disease from inside us and injected it into his heart, dying the most gruesome, horrible, disgusting death imaginable for us. Dying where we should have died. He died in agony and torture on a cross so that we don't have to. And I mean, just think how big a deal sin is. If if only the blood of God himself could sort it out. How despicable and dark and vile must that disease be? That only Jesus' death could sort it out. What a magnificent saviour we have. So yes, we're great sinners, but forgive us our sins tells us that we have a great saviour. and Maybe for some of you, that's big, big, brand new, brand new news for you. You've realised for the first time that you're a great sinner and that you need, you need a great saviour. Well, if that's you, you need Jesus. So chat to us after the service, to Daniel, to myself, to David. We'd love to tell you more. And also do what David does in Psalm 32. Psalm 32, verse 5, David says, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. We ask God for forgiveness because uh, with a great Savior, there is great forgiveness. So as we say, forgive us our sins, we are supposed to remember Jesus and be blown away that God would save sinners like us. We should feel the relief as we remember that crushing weight of sin is taken off our shoulders. As we say those words, we can walk heads held high, walk free, forgiven people, because we're free from sin. We remember that because Jesus, our great Savior, died, we can also never get to the bottom of God's forgiveness. We can never sin beyond God's ability to forgive us. Um, A month ago, I went to Spain and it was hot. Like, properly hot. And, and, And we've been walking around for ages, not drunk much. We were parched by this time in the evening. And we crawl into a TVI Fridays. And they had free refills. They had free refills. Like, sitting there, we drank drink after drink after drink after drink. I must have had nine Cokes, at least, diet, obviously. Like, just pounding them back. And even still, I did not get anywhere near exhausting the unlimited free refills of TGI Fridays. There was still more for me to get. And it's like that here. As we say, forgive us our sins, we remember that we can keep going back to God for forgiveness. No matter how many times we have sinned, and no matter how big the sins are, we can never ever exhaust the unlimited forgiveness of God in Jesus Christ. Isn't that well exciting? How awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I read a very yellow book recently. And one thing that really stood out to me, apart from the yellowness of the book, was this phrase, Great sinners make great singers. Great sinners make great singers. Because saying this part of the Lord's Prayer, well, it's kind of like saying the word, um, the word, oh, you can't really see it on there. Bumbershoot. Oh, I spelled it wrong as well. I'm very sorry. Bumbershoot. Um, Like, apparently it's one of the funniest words in the English language. And so when you say it, you can't help but smile. Bumbershoot. It's like a ridiculous word. And it means umbrella. Um, So let's let's say it all together. Um, Three, two, one. Bamba There you go. Like, you just can't help but smile. And saying, forgive us our sins. Well, that should make us really happy. That should make us smile. I mean, look at the end of Psalm 32, verse 11 there. This is David, a forgiven person. He says, rejoice in the Lord and be glad you righteous. Sing all you upright in heart. Like right, Forgiveness, it leads to joy. The more we say sorry for how repulsive we are, the more thankful we'll be for Jesus dying on the cross. Like we'll love to sing and we'll want to celebrate, because, uh, celebrate that God would save great sinners like us. So these words then, they're a reminder to celebrate daily the forgiveness of the cross. We are great sinners and we have a great saviour. That's why at church we have times of confession. Uh, And we're going to have one of those in a bit, so get ready for that. Um, And in confession, we together say, forgive us our sins to God. I mean, how do you treat those times of confession? Do do you just brush over them, ignore those words without thinking what they mean? Because when we have confession, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge you to firstly focus on your great sinfulness and then dwell on your great Saviour. So in those times of confession, confess seriously because sin is a serious business. But confess with a smile, joyfully, because we have a great saviour and that sin is dealt, done with and dealt with. See, forgive us our sin. sins is like that mirror that shows us two things. We are great sinners and secondly, that we have a great saviour. Perfect. Um, you know John Newton, the guy who wrote Amazing Grace? On the, like the year he died, when he was 82 years old, he said this. He said, My memory is nearly gone, but I remember two things that I am a great sinner and that Christ is a great savior. What a name! If I ever reach 82, that's what I want to say. Christians, never forget who we are. Never forget those two things, that we are great sinners and that we have a truly awesome, magnificent, great saviour. So never stop praying those words, forgive us our sins. Let's pray. Father, thank you so, so, so much for Jesus. Thank you that he is our great saviour who took that vile disease of sin upon himself and got rid of it for us. Thank you for that forgiveness. Help us to never forget that, we pray. Amen. Um, We're going to move into time of confession, and it's a different confession to usual. Um, The Bible is full of God's commands, and as we read it, we realize where we've fallen short, and we ask for God's forgiveness. So we're going to do that using some proverbs. If you want to get your service sheets open, it'll be on the screens as well. Um, I'm going to read a few proverbs out and then together we're going to respond with Father, forgive us our sins. So, in our attempts to obey God's law, who can say I've kept my heart pure, I'm clean and without sin? Give careful thought to the past for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. Whoever keeps commandments keeps their life, but whoever shows contempt for their ways will die. together, Father, forgive us our sins. In our relationships with others, it is a sin to despise one's neighbor. But blessed is the one who is kind to the needy. A perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. Whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. An angry person stirs up conflict and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Together. Father, forgive us our sins. In other areas of life, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Together, Father, forgive us our sins. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. But the great news is the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. So may Almighty God, who sent His Son into the world to save sinners, bring you His pardon and peace now and forever. Amen.